Welcome to Crazy Careers to Consider. I'm Zen, and I will be serving as one of your MCs for today. Assisting in MC duties today, as always, is Tim. Hello there. And if you didn't know already, this is a podcast about unusual careers that are out there in the world. And as always, I try to find the unusual to explore, like our last podcast where we featured bicycle messengers. And today is no different. Today, we are going to be featuring pearl divers. That's so cool. Pearl pearl divers anywhere specific? (laughs) Um, Yeah, believe it or not. I mean, pearl divers are all around the world. Um, But actually, I originally wanted to do one on Japanese pearl divers. Um, which are a traditional job and almost all women and they're called amas and a traditional job that has been documented for over 2000 years. Um, and a lot of the amas who are still around, the majority of amas are, you know, in their 50, actually, I think like 60s and 70s and they free dive without oxygen, without ox- ah, oxygen tanks. So that's crazy. But uh, Zen, why are we doing a podcast on ama? Why aren't we? Um it's because I, I couldn't find a lot of information about them in English. <laughs> so we, we, we kind of had to go to uh, pearl divers in general. Um, most of the documentation on AMA are in, is in Japanese. Um, so we'll have to work with generic pearl divers for now. Um, the amazing thing is a pearl diver can earn over $1,000 a day, which is very different than bicycle couriers who were, we were saying could earn like as high as $400 a week. Um, Jeez. Also, yeah, is that crazy? It's that's really that's crazy. quite a difference. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. they tend to travel all around the world as opposed to bicycle couriers live in one spot. And apparently there's a pearl diving season for each country or continent. Wow. Uh, so obviously that's awesome pay. Maybe <laughs> yeah. pearl diving sounds like a pretty cool op- occupation. Yeah, and we're going to talk more about that after our sponsor break. Help! I Need a New Career Podcast is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, a U.S. News Top 10 Public University. Do you have a career goal? With over 60 certificates, we've helped over a quarter million students achieve theirs, and we can help you achieve yours too. To learn more, you can find us at ce.uci.edu forward slash DCE. And once again, ce.uci.edu forward slash DCE. Dream big. Take risks. Be amazing. I guess we should start before we dive. I almost said dive into pearl diving. Oh, wow. Nice, nice. Uh, Before we start, we should start with uh, letting everyone know what a pearl is. Um, I think everyone's going to probably roll in their eyes saying, I I know what a pearl is. It's, it's, you know, just in case. a natural pearl is formed uh, by a mollusk, and this is actually pretty cool, uh, in, in animals such as an oyster, clam, conch, or something like that. But we're more interested in the jewel, which is formed in an oyster. Um, and this, this is actually really, really cool how these are formed, and then they're turned into you know, really expensive pieces of jewelry. Uh, pearls are formed in an irritant, such as a bit of food, a grain of sand, or even a piece of the mollusk mantle becomes trapped in the mollusk itself. Uh, to protect itself, the mollusk secretes substances that it also uses to build its shell around the object. So it's like a hard booger. Huh? Yeah, like a super, <laughs> super hardened booger. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, it's a, a pearl diver is an individual who makes a living by harvesting oysters that grow pearls. So the pearls can be collected. Um, and then they generally, uh, generally the pearl divers work on farms. So there are, there are oyster farms where oysters are bred in, in order to create pearls. Oh, that's really cool. So it's, it's kind of a job, I guess, if you like nature. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, and, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I was just going to say it's, um, it's interesting. I'll bring this up real quick before we get into it. One of the things I found is interesting is you you were, you were comparing bike couriers to this, this job. Um, apparently things underwater tend mm-hmm. to pay a lot more than things on land. <laughs> just, I think it's, it's hazard pay. It is. It has to be because, um, we did golf ball diver a while back and that's a pretty lucrative career. Um, oh yeah. So, you know, whether you're diving for golf balls or pearls, um, I think it, I think the message is it, it pays to learn how to swim and hold your breath. <laughs> well, also I think in theory, most of us know how to ride a bicycle, but I mean, this talking about careers in general, it's about a specialization and um, like Pearl or, or, or like, for example, we're talking about golf ball diver. Um, you had to be able to dive and swim in waters that you can't see where you have zero visibility. Right. And this one um, is actually not just the AMA, but apparently almost all the people who dive for pearls are free divers. So they'll go dive down to pick pearls, even if they're from cultured farms. But they're not wearing, um, they wear scuba masks with mm-hmm. a scuba tube, but they don't actually wear scuba diving gear where they can stay under for long periods of time. They'll go down for two or three minutes, or I guess some of them can do even longer. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how much longer you could go, but and then they bring them up and they go back down. Unlike a scuba diver who could stay down for like 10, 15, or actually probably like, I don't know, half an, an hour. hour or something like that. An hour? Okay. Yeah. I've never seen a dive. But, but do you, I wonder if it's because the equipment, the scuba diver equipment's um, heavy and it kind of hinders movement. I wonder if that, that's a part of it. That that very well could be. You know, I was trying to find information on that as well. Why would they constantly, why would they free dive? And then maybe it's it's a little bit about, um, what's what's the word? Almost a, um, the scuba dive scuba diving reduces their dexterity. It must, I, I was thinking about that too. And it probably, it does, re, it does kind of reduce dexterity. I think it makes it harder to move through the water. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's one of those things. It's almost like you sacrifice, you sacrifice the ability to move freely in order mm-hmm. to stay underwater longer. And I think what probably happens, which is really interesting about this is that it's probably over time, you, you build up more and more capacity to hold your breath within your lungs. So I'm sure some of these people who've been pearl diving for years, decades even, can't. They, they are the ones who can hold their breath for probably a couple minutes. Um, yeah. And so a couple minutes on a dive, they're probably able to get quite a few oysters, bring them back up. Um, and I think using uh, probably, I'm just assuming using um, an oxygen tank, things like that, it just makes you heavier and more cumbersome. Right. Um, produces bubbles too. I don't know. There's a visibility aspect. Who knows? Um, yeah. You know, one of the things also is that um, used to be they would go pearl diving and they would just pick up random uh, oysters and try to open them up. And apparently only one in 1000 oysters in nature will actually have a pearl. 
And now they have, um, they do cultured pearls. And the way that cultured pearls work is that they actually have farms of oysters. They will actually put, I understand, something like a grain of sand into the oyster. And then they'll actually, to, to create, for it to force it to create a pearl. Huh. So they're, they're farmed now. Yeah. So, you know, essentially one dive, one oyster, one pearl. But the way they have these farms set up is they almost have like underground, for lack of better words, like wire, like, you know, like how did you see the barbed wire fences, um, like for keeping cows in. So they have a wire fence and we'll, they'll have these wire fences and they'll have one oyster um, wired to the fence every, I don't know, foot apart. Okay. And so these pearl divers will go down and so they're, you know, every couple of, they can go down and grab a couple every time they go down. So that's, it, it's really, really a cool thing. And, and you know, what's interesting. I just thought about one of the, you know, I think the thing is we get caught on and this the same exact thing that happened with golf ball diving. <laughs> and I'm not trying to equate a golf ball with a pearl, but there's the same thing that kind of came up with that is that it, it can be a very seasonal, seasonal job. Right. So, right. you know, when we look at it, you know, bike couriers in New York, I mean, yes, in, in, uh, in the winter time, it might be a little bit more difficult. Um, but this, you know, the, the, I think there's, there's a seasonal aspect to it. So why, well, a thousand dollars a day, you know, that's not going to be probably 365 days during the year or 300 year, 300 days during the year. Like that's probably gonna be a, a more narrow window. So you probably make more money per day, but right. it's not going to be the sustained job unless you're diving for pearls in the Caribbean. Um, you know, I, I just think that it, that's, that's another thing to, to consider. And it was the same thing with, with golf ball diving and then add in the it's seasonal. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's seasonal, you know, the water temperatures will drop and you know, I, I, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, you have to follow those seasons and you probably have to have another job, um, potentially, unless you're already, already a millionaire and you just have a hobby for diving for pearls. Um, but the other thing to consider too, um, which would make, which would kind of freak me out about the job is that there, you are in the nat a natural environment that you're not adept at moving around in freely. Um, and there's dangers like sharks, things like that. Um, yeah. You know, that there's, there's things like, I mean, you have, you know, there's, there's car doors for a bike courier, there's sharks for pearl divers. <laughs> <laughs> or don't forget drowning. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's true too. That's, that's probably the more common, common thing. I, I'm throwing sharks out there, but drowning is probably the more common uh, uh, thing that could happen to you. Yeah, I, I, and I looked it up, and mostly they can stay down for about um, two minutes at a time. So, that's oh, pretty cool. Oh, I, think I can hold my breath for 30, 30 seconds. I'm not so, sure if I could hold my breath for thirty seconds. Yeah, we're not even going to make it down there. Once I start get, counting into the twenties, it's a struggle. So yeah. I don't know how, how much I would make it in this field. You know, I, I make it past 20 and then suddenly I don't, it goes black and I don't remember how high I got in numbers anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we, we have some, we also have some, um, we also have some, some random trivia. Oh, don't we? I, 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 yeah, I think so. some trivia here. Um, I'm going to read the first one. Um, so there's all sorts of gemstones. Everyone knows about, you know, diamonds, obviously, and all those, those precious jewels. And then there's opals, rock stones, but pearls are the only gemstone to come from a living creature. So oh. yeah, despite being classified as a gemstone, they, they differ significantly from other 
um, other jewels um, due to the fact that they are the only gem to come from a living creature. It's kind yeah. of cool. Um, my next piece of trivia is um, earlier I was mentioning about Ama. Um, while I can't find a lot of information, I mean, there are some articles written about Ama. But if you're really interested, if you're looking for like a little bit of a time capsule, Disney, as in Disneyland, mm-hmm. actually made a short documentary film. Um, uh, it was part of their People and Places series, and it's called Ama Girls. It was made in 1958, and it won an Oscar at the 31st Academy Awards. Huh for a documentary short subject. Wow. And um, so it actually documents um, it's 29 minutes, just short of 30. And it talks about um, these diving girls and it's a really interesting watch. I'm not sure if it's on Amazon. I mean, I'm sorry, Disney plus, but I really hope it comes soon. That's cool. I definitely want to check that out, especially after talking about this. Um, All right. So I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to try to take the, the, the trophy here for the, best piece of, of trivia knowledge here. Um, Cause this, this one just blew my mind. All right. So the okay. world's most expensive pearl is valued at a hundred million dollars. Okay. So that, that on its own regard is crazy, but just wait, wait till you hear a little bit more about this pearl. So um, it was kept under the bed um, as a good luck charm for 10 years. Um, of something. What? Yeah, and it was, and it was just some some rich person. This is what rich people do. They keep keep pearls under their under their bed. Um, and it was unearthed in 2016 when the house it was in burned down. So it wasn't that lucky. Um, a fisherman discovered the pearl off the coast of Philippines inside a giant clam, a giant clam, right? So not just a regular clam. Um, and the pearl was valued at why is the pearl valued at 100 million dollars? Well, and this is the I don't know if this is more crazy than the hundred million dollar part, but it's measured. It measures as 26 inches long. <laughs> Holy smokes. And weighs 75 pounds. Um, <laughs> so it is the largest pearl that is known to exist. So that's crazy. Oh, that is crazy. 75. Can you imagine 26 inches, 75 pound pearl? Like I, how would you, oh, s- that on how, basket work. how would you sleep on that? I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, this must've been a, a huge soft mattress it, uh, it, it's like a custom you know like those camera cases where you open up the camera cases and they have like a little cutout for all the camera parts and yeah. between the foam yeah. so like the guy had like a custom bed made and he like cut yeah. out a special spot <laughs> and then the, the next part one begs to you have to ask is like why would you want to sleep on a pearl i don't know that, that i mean <laughs> The, the fact that I think it's, it's actually, I wouldn't say funny because it was obviously some tragedy came out of it, but the fact that they deemed it a good luck charm and then the house burned down. Um, Not so good. A little telling. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, so earlier, I think I mentioned, here's the next piece of trivia. Earlier I mentioned that um, pearls were artificially cultured now and 99% of uh, pearls are um, cultured now. Because, I mean, who wants to open up a thousand um, oysters anyways? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot of oysters to eat, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the the first artificial round pearl was created by Kochi Mikimoto. And if you know oh, Mikimoto. Mikimoto. Yeah, the pearl people, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he was the one who was credited to making these uh, cultured pearls. And he was testing them way back in um, 18, 
1878, as early as that, and he re received a patent for cultured pearls. So um, that's how, you know, it was like very difficult to come by a pearl. And that's why they're so much more numerous now is because they're this guy figuring out how to culture them. That's crazy. And then he opened up stores in every mall everywhere. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> a long time um, ago. Yeah. And the other thing is pearls don't have to be round. I've actually seen um, they'll actually put little Buddha shapes into uh, uh, into like a oyster in Asia. And then what it will do is the oyster will actually form a pearl coating around the mm -hmm. Buddha shape. So when they pull them out, it actually is the shape of a Buddha. That's pretty so you can creepy. put different shapes in and it will make different shaped pearls. Wow. See that? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's really cool. And, and, you know, um, one thing, one thing that's interesting too about this is that, um, you know, the Ama divers, they, they still work today. Um, yeah. but, it, and they still work today and there's, and it's a big, it's a touristy thing now too. So tourists go out to watch, watch them dive and, and bring up pearl or bring up oysters for pearling. Um, but the, the crazy thing is it's not, it's not the only place where people dive for pearls, uh, obviously. And this one surprised me too, but there's pearl diving in the Ohio and Tennessee rivers in the U S what? Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know how many 75 pound pearls they're pulling out there because there's no giant clams, obviously, or what oysters look like and live there, but, um, kind of interesting. So if you are interested in becoming a pearl diver, there's hope for you yet. If you live in the U S and live off a river and live by the river. Yeah, totally. So those would have to be, I guess, freshwater pearls then too. Yep. Huh? Yep. That's really cool. Yeah. So um, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, this is just, this is an interesting topic. Yeah. Jazzed about pearl diving. Yep. So, so I think this is the last piece of um, random trivia before we go is okay. there's actually four types of pearls. Um, they vary in um, shape, color, and value. Um, they're mostly grown in rivers and lakes in Asia and China specifically. Um, so uh, they are Japanese Sequoia pearls, mm -hmm. um, Tahitian pearls, uh, South Sea pearls, and I think I lost the last one. <laughs> wow. So Japanese, Chinese, um, Tahitian, and um, South Sea. Okay, so there, there's your four. Mm -hmm. I also understand there's a lot of um, pearl production on um, in Australia as well. That would that would make sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, probably the Philippines, those types of those types of places. Yeah, that makes a yeah. lot of sense. That's cool. Um, well, I think that's all the time we have for this podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it just as much as we did. Um, if you did enjoy our show, we'd love if you'd give us five stars on iTunes or Google play to increase our ranking. So others can find us too. Last of all, before we leave, we want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, the university of California, Irvine division of continuing education, which offers only the best continuing professional education. If you need a career boost, career boost or looking for a new profession, check them out at CE uci.edu again that is ce.uci.edu and i promise you won't be disappointed we look forward to talking to you guys next time bye bye bye